Welcome to the Happiness Playbook, a podcast where we explore the why and how of happiness. I'm your host, Neil Hooper, and I just wanted to remind you that life is a team sport, so let's play together. We're going deep today, you lovely people. There are inspiring sound clips, practical grocery tips, and lots of feel-good conversation. Join me at the pool of pondering as we marinate in the essence of life. (laughs) How is that for deep and poetic? As a side note, please forgive the additional white noise you might be hearing in the background or an additional echo. We just moved into a new house and are still working out some of the mechanics of my workspace and where I'll record. So for now, I am in an unfinished portion of the bottom half of our home, and it might not sound quite the same, but that's okay. And as long as I'm doing public service announcements, I wanted to point out that last week's episode, I shared the sound clip of the sound a hedgehog makes without any context and which is probably strange if you didn't tune into our groundhog day episode and hear us challenge our listeners to send us a clip since we had no idea what sound a groundhog makes but another shout out to greg thompson for getting us that clip and for completing the challenge way to go greg and as long as we're just randomly airing animal sounds feel free to send us any uncommon animal sounds you might like to share and who knows maybe we'll put it on the show let's kick things off with our highlight reel where we talk about the good happening in the world for today's headline title we have kenyan woman startup recycles plastic waste into bricks that are five times stronger than concrete nizambi Mate, a bright young Kenyan woman, has created an innovative solution to waste in her country of Kenya. She collects plastic waste and turns it into plastic building materials that are five times stronger than concrete. So she makes bricks. I think those are the main product, but she makes all kinds of stuff out of this plastic. So far, she has more than get this 110 people helping to churn out about 1500 bricks every day she shares in the article that they have recycled about 20 metric tons of plastic waste since the company was founded in 2018 what that is unreal she accepted the plastic waste problem in her community and found a way to build upon it and turn it into something useful. I love this story for so many reasons, but you gotta know as an entrepreneur and a lover of planet Earth, this is like a double whammy. And I just, ah, it's so cool. Nonprofits are amazing and they do such a great thing for humanity. But I love personally the ability to make a socially responsible and profitable business that is sustainable and employing people and I just love that my entrepreneurial side is just getting all excited about that so what an awesome story we often label look outward as the crown jewel of play theory the principle that envelops the rest or is the wrapping paper for the whole play theory gift that we give to you that's the analogy that I like to use But for me, it's sometimes actually more challenging to describe 
look outward than the other principles or to make it tangible. Because at the end of the day, it's really a way of going about life rather than this actionable tool to be shared. It's a compass that leads you to the treasure rather than the shovel that helps you unearth it. Today, I want to visit a unique angle of look outward that is very timely. As usual, our first story to dive into look outward takes us to the feet of the one and only Fred Rogers. Anthony Bresnikin is a grown man and a senior writer for Entertainment Weekly. Bresnikin loved Mr. Rogers as a kid, but like most people, stopped watching the show once he reached early adolescence. By the time he was a student at the University of Pittsburgh, it turned out he needed his TV neighbor and friend more than ever. In a number of tweets where Anthony Bresnikin shared his encounter with Mr. Rogers, he shared the following. I was having a hard time. The future seemed dark. I was struggling, lonely, dealing with a lot of broken pieces and not adjusting well. Sound like anything else you might have experienced in the past year? (laughs) I think he sums up rather beautifully how a lot of us are probably feeling since 2020. Bresnikin was still reeling over the recent death of his grandfather and was at a very low point in his life, but he was about to have an encounter that lifted him out of his depression. By coincidence, Bresnikin shared an elevator with Rogers, a Pittsburgh native, and took the opportunity to not only thank the TV host for all he's done, but to also admit that he was going through some hard times himself. Taking in the stranger's obvious unhappiness in true Mr. Rogers fashion, he then did something that most of us wouldn't even think of. Walking off the elevator, he took off his scarf, sat on a nearby window ledge, and asked, Do you want to tell me what was upsetting you? Shocked and touched, Bresnikin admitted how upset and lonely he was after his grandfather's passing. Rogers listened patiently and comforted him. He shared a story about his own grandfather. He told Bresnikin that you'll never stop missing the people you love. He hugged him. He said, it's good to see you again, neighbor. But more importantly, when Bresnikin apologized for taking up the TV host's time and making him late for an appointment, Mr. Rogers just said, sometimes you're right where you need to be. Mr. Rogers made his living from hosting a children's TV show, but he never forgot who his fans are, and he never stopped serving them. Sometimes we get lost in the process of our day-to-day grind and just getting through each day that we forget, regardless of what we do, that our responsibilities and our whole purpose for being here is to help each other and make people's lives better. How many times in our life are we right where we need to be and yet we are so distracted or busy that we don't take advantage of the opportunity to serve and to lift up the feeble knees around us? It would have been so easy for Mr. Rogers in that moment to even be kind and to take the time in the elevator to visit with him, but then in the name of busyness to hurry off to his appointment 
that he ended up being late to, as we read in the article. And yet, he didn't. He stopped because he knew something and understood something about life that is so hard for us to grasp, and that is that people are always more important than appointments and projects. And I love that story for that reason. It's so easy to get busy and justify the suppression of generosity. Fred Rogers' example of not only being present, but truly radiating an outward focus in every step he took to everyone in his sphere of influence. It's not only admirable, but it is worthy of emulation. He loved the idea of people helping each other, especially those who were struggling or having a hard time. In his commencement address in 2002 at Dartmouth College, he shared, quote, his favorite story that further illustrates the point. And I don't know about you, but I want to hear what Fred Rogers' favorite story was. So let's hear it from the legend himself. Have you heard my favorite story that came from the Seattle Special Olympics? Well, for the 100-yard dash, there were nine contestants, all of them so-called physically or mentally disabled. All nine of them assembled at the starting line, and at the sound of the gun, they took off. But not long afterward, one little boy stumbled and fell and hurt his knee and began to cry. The other eight children heard him crying. They slowed down, turned around, and ran back to him. Every one of them ran back to him. One little girl with Down syndrome bent down and kissed the boy and said, this will make it better. And the little boy got up and he and the rest of the runners linked their arms together and joyfully walked to the finish line. They all finished the race at the same time. And when they did, Everyone in that stadium stood up and clapped and whistled and cheered for a long, long time. People who were there are still telling the story with great delight. And you know why. Because deep down, we know that what matters in this life is more than winning for ourselves. What really matters is helping others win too, even if it means slowing down and changing our course now and then. Wow, what a moving scene that must have been to witness. I hope that these words echo in our souls through the rest of this week, and hopefully much longer than that, What really matters is helping others win, even if it means slowing down and changing our course now and then. Whether it's busyness, distraction, or even a competitive spirit, 
We must learn to subdue these natural tendencies and instead look for those opportunities to lift others and serve them into their best life. It pains me to think of how many opportunities I had to be a blessing or a gift to someone else when I was in the right place at the right time and yet I missed the opportunity. It is in serving and uplifting others that we will obtain our best life. As humans, we are all intimately related, and it's very easy to forget, especially as we marinate in a constant onslaught of divisive news and the never-ending stream of contention that we seem to find ourselves in. But it's easy to forget that we have infinitely more in common with each other than we have differences. At the end of the day, it's in recognizing these commonalities and serving each other that we really, as Mr. Keating from Dead Poet Society says, get to suck the marrow out of life. Even the most selfish among us ultimately come to see that our actions come back to affect us in some way. Although it's not the core intent of look outward, it's undeniable that looking outward is ironically self-serving and allows you to live a much deeper and more fulfilling life. This quote beautifully sums up the concepts we're talking about here. We live in a world in which we need to share responsibility. It's easy to say, it's not my child, not my community, not my world, not my problem. Then, there are those who see the need and respond. I consider those people my heroes. That quote, of course, is attributed to Fred Rogers. Don't allow the chaos of our busy world turn you into a passive onlooker to life. See the opportunity and seize the uncomfortable and generous thoughts before they are justified away onto the dreamy shores of the someday isle. Someday I'll reach out to her. Someday I'll send a thank you letter to him. Tomorrow often becomes someday and someday often becomes very far away. Looking outward is a way of life. And in reality, as with all of the principles we share here on the Happiness Playbook, it's in applying the other principles that we are better able to look outward. All of the principles are intertwined and connected in some way. But it is in being present, in letting go of our selfish desires and playing, and accepting and building upon the offers and the people that come into our life. It's in doing these things that we are truly looking outward. And and as we continually focus our gaze away from ourselves and onto those around us, and we look outward and we flex that muscle, strengthen that skill, we are going to really experience life at a deeper level and have more fulfillment. You might know I see you as the acronym for intensive care unit, but it also happens to be 
the title of a book by Julie Lee. And it's not the three letters I see you, but it's I see you, as in I see you with my eyes. I'm there for you. I'm present. And I want to touch on this topic that she brings up in her book and on her podcast, which is awesome, the I See You podcast. And the principle here is that we need connection and we can't achieve connection if we don't see each other. Eye contact actually releases dopamine, which is a very powerful chemical that actually helps us connect with others and experience positive emotions. On her website, Julie Lee shares a little bit about her message. She says, we are navigating an era where digital interactions and political polarization are on the rise. Too often, the collateral damage is our emotional health. Isolation can kill people from the inside out. And that is very true. And I think we've all felt a little bit of that battle. She then shares, as we commit to listen, protect, and love each other more fiercely, we will see those who need us most. People all around us are praying for relief. We can answer their plea. We might even be their miracle. Sounds very much like an intensive care unit, and there are sick and isolated and hurting people all around us. We've got to be there for each other. We've got to connect. We have to see each other. We have to not only be right where we need to be, but we have to take advantage of those opportunities when we are in the right place at the right time and be present enough to look outward and to serve each other. To practice getting outside of yourself and your needs for this week's pro tip, the next time you go grocery shopping, ask the store clerk, What's the largest checkout you've ever seen? And note the response. Instead of just checking through the aisle like you always do and giving in to the busyness and often when we're grocery shopping, we are in full me mode. But let's see if we can make a subtle shift there toward the looking outward that we also desperately want. As always, we want to hear from you. If you have a story, an idea, or feedback, head over to playtheory.org and send us a note on the contact page. If we've benefited your life in any way, we hope you'll look outward and send us some love. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. Share the episode. Do a post and, and share what you're learning here on the Happiness Playbook. It would mean the world. This week, I want you to give in to those generous thoughts. Think of helping others win instead of that first place prize and that competitive spirit that often robs you of those service opportunities. And remember that it's in loving and serving those in need that we live our best lives. Practice happiness this week and never forget that happiness is a skill and life is a team sport. Catch you next week.